experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today is Tuesday, so we have the regularly scheduled Blueprint Power Hour with Coach Rob Regish starting in just a minute. Many of you are saying, wait a minute, Carl, you're supposed to be having surgery today. Yes, we'll talk about that in a minute. And, of course, before we can do anything, I have to thank our title sponsor, All-American Pharmaceutical and EFX Sports. Uh, you can now try six of their top-selling products, and I mean top-selling, worldwide. People don't realize that. EFX is a worldwide brand. Uh, Top-selling products, absolutely free. Uh, if you go to superhumanradio.net and click one of the EFX Sports banner ads, and they're all over the place, uh, you'll be asked to put in your name, address, and you'll pay $5 and change for shipping, but that's truly the shipping charge because you're going to get a bunch of goodies from protein powders to pre-workouts to crealkaline and carbolin and it's it, just a bunch of stuff from Dr. Jeff because Dr. Jeff Galini believes that no one should buy anything until they've tried it. And he puts his money where his mouth is. And as a result, you get to try stuff uh, for free. So check him out. Show him some love. Calling all Blueprint Army. Fall in line. It's time for the Blueprint Power Hour with Coach Rob Regish on the Superhuman Radio Network. So last week... Uh, during the show, I said to Rob when I was saying goodbye, oh, wait, no, I have surgery next Tuesday. We, we, we have to take off. It was like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, okay. And everybody thinks I'm having surgery, Rob, huh? Yeah, big surprise. Um, not a surprise to me totally. I, I was actually waiting for this to come up, but it, it's okay. Um, I have a mild AFib. I developed it over the past few years, probably like five or six years. And I've actually told stories about uh, when I got my tricep reattached, I think I talked about it on the air. I think I actually talked about it with you, Rob, on Blueprint Power Hour, how the girl was trying to get me to take blood thinners, and I kept saying no. And then I finally said to her, look, you know, do you tell every female patient who's on a methylated birth control to, that they should take blood thinners? Because the thrombotic index of that is probably higher than the mild AFib that I have. Right. And so – um. I have to get a cardiac clearance from a cardiologist to have my surgery, and we were too close to the surgery date. I couldn't get in. Boom. So I'm here today. Wow. But this is wow. standard stuff. Uh, it, my AFib is, is actually considered a lone AFib, meaning that it's idiopathic, and it's probably because I train so hard, and it's probably because I'm kind of like one of those old cars that kind of has a little misfire when it's idling, you know? Right. right. That's what I think well. of myself as. That's good. We can talk about my AFib a little later then. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, look. If you're training hard, if you you know what the you know what the irony is, what we've learned in the past uh, twenty five years about the heart is that a lot of the things we thought about it before were completely wrong, including its cadence and its beat. Um, I'm not d discussing dangerous arrhythmias where the wiring in your heart is messed up, uh, but. 
a bradycardia and responses to breathing. You know, when you take a breath in, your your heart rate changes and then it slows and it pauses. If you pause that breath, your heart rate will actually pause for a moment. And as you exhale, it'll start to speed up and it goes the, the the fact that you have a lot of different variability in your heart rate is actually a good thing because people who die uh often from from heart failure and heart disease not not including a blockage because that's pr- that's plumbing problem I'm not talking about the heart muscle but a lot of times they don't have a lot of variability in their heart rate it stays at 60 all the time no matter what they do or it stays at 90 all the time no matter what they do Right. Even when they're sleeping, those are the people that 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 uh, that die of heart heart failure. What you just said about breathing, uh, it's starting to make sense now. I'll talk about it later. Okay, so that's why I'm here today. I'm I'm doing the show. I will have the surgery. I actually met with my doctor. He's excited to do the surgery. He says, "Look, uh, you know, I have to send you for cardiac clearance because you have an AFib." And I know what they're going to do. They put me an echocardiogram. They see that the chambers of my heart are nice and big and my heart's functioning well. I just got this little, you know, skip of a heartbeat once in a while and I'll be able to have the surgery. So that's that. That's that. Um, I also want to talk about something else because this kind of plays into the why I have the AFib and what I've discovered. Uh, and so I'm going to just start from one end and go to the other really fast. So about nine years ago, uh, I started eating a pound of beef a day every single day as part of my makeup of my meals. My routine was and stayed that way for over, you know, a, a decade. It was, you know, eggs in the morning with oatmeal, um, chicken breast at some point in time, beef at some point in time, salmon at some point in time, and obviously protein powders in between all that. And I haven't deviated from that for close to 20 years except – I gradually increased my beef intake dramatically. I, you know, I mean, I was eating a pound of beef a day back before there was a big carnivore movement was pr- probably considered excessive by most people, but maybe not. And so I have the genetic makeup to absorb iron really well, which was a genetic gift, an evolutionary gift for my, for my ancestors. Uh, but it also means that I absorb iron really well and you can have too much iron. And then if you do things like take 20,000 IUs of vitamin A a day, a couple, three grams of vitamin C a day, uh, on top of that, which increase the absorption and the produ- production of, uh, ferritin, which is a protein carrier for iron, uh, you will start to store iron like a champion. And so over the years, I started to develop this neuropathy. That's what it's called. The problem with neuropathy is that there's a thousand reasons for it. They only treat it one way, but there's a thousand. There's nutritional neuropathies. There's diabetic neuropathy. Uh, there, there's there's evidence of neuropathies occurring because of the gut flora producing toxins that are that are neurotoxic, and they gather in the feet and the lower legs first because of gravity. Don't forget, gravity plays a role on us. And so, there's all these different neuropathies and. And one of the neuropathies comes from iron overload. From when the iron starts getting deposited in tissue, it it doesn't kill the nerve. It excites it. And it's actually considered hyperalgesia, but it's called neuropathy because you go into your doctor and you go, you know, my feet are numb and they, they tingle sometimes. They have these weird sensations, hot, cold. Oh, neuropathy. But really, there's hyperalgesia too. Uh, Just out of curiosity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you ever see increased uh, creatinine levels? 
Yep. No, I didn't see that uh, unless I trained the day before I, I had blood work. My okay. creatinine levels are a little bit high right now. Yep. But uh, and it's from the inflammation too. I mean, I, I really do think that I'm fighting against losing more muscle than I, if I didn't train, I think I would wither. I, I went to the doc once and, you know, elevated creatinine levels came back and he started to flip out, you know. He's like, oh my God, your kidneys, blah, blah. And so I'm racking my brain trying to figure out what it was, what it could be. It didn't dawn on me until I was at Costco that weekend loading up on red meat, and and I had been eating red meat for many months, many, you know, day after day after day, many months straight. Um, And then, you know, I started to cycle in some some chicken and fish, and sure enough, it, it came down, so... That's why I was. Curious. Yeah, but now that then that's not that's okay. So let me tell you something about iron. Sure. Okay, um, if you if you go your whole life eating a lot of red meat, you never donate blood ever. Um, you will end up at, with iron overload, absa effing lutely. Yeah. Okay, you do not excrete iron unless you're a long distance runner, unless you're somebody who runs for six and eight hours a day. They do lose iron. That's the rarity. Uh, you don't sweat iron out. 22 micrograms per liter of sweat. That's nothing. Yeah. Okay? Um, you don't lose iron unless you bleed. And if you're not bleeding a lot, you know, you don't have an internal hemorrhage or something like that that you've been living with for seven or eight years, everybody develops iron overload at some point in their lives. 60, 50, 40, 70. And you don't just stop eating Oh, you go, okay, I'll, I stop eating red meat because the iron that's already in your body doesn't just disappear. It doesn't go, oh, so you're not putting any new iron in, so we can go ahead and let all this out. No, it stays there. It's in your body forever. It's probably what's left behind when your tissue breaks down in the coffin. There's probably iron left behind on the bottom of the uh, of the, ca- the coffin. Another good reason to give blood, right? right yes, now. yes, yes, yes. If you're eating a lot of red meat, if you're the new... A carnivore diet craze, you're crazy. Please, please have ferritin and direct iron tested. It's called TIBC. Ferritin test and TIBC. Have your doctor check that because iron damages the body and it doesn't go away unless you extract it. Yeah. Were you eating grass fed? Oh, doesn't matter. Yeah. Was, Any, well, yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it right? doesn't matter. Yeah, I was buying grass fed ground beef when I was living in Arizona at Trader Joe's and eating it by the pound, you know. I mean, and then, and my, my symptoms got worse when I started eating two and a half pounds of beef a day. It was so, it was like, I knew my symptoms were like, holy crap, what just happened? Who flipped the switch? And then I started thinking about it. That's what put me on the trail of iron. I was like, I've been eating two and a half pounds of beef. The only thing that's changed is I have really upped my intake of beef. Yeah, you know, I, I started eating that much red meat simply because Dan Duchesne, in one of his underground steroid handbooks, I forget which one, <clears throat> he said, look, um, red meat is high in creatine, um, B vitamins, et cetera, et cetera, and is excellent for size and strength. Sure. So that was enough to set me going. I don't know. Did you read something similar? Or No, no, no. It just yeah. it just made sense to me to eat you know, more red meat. I just, I, and plus, I love it. I love the taste of it. Holy crap. I could eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, but but so let me let me get to these two points real quick, and then I'm going to turn loose because I just want to get this message out there. So one, there, the the symptomology of iron overload 
is staggering. It's staggering, listeners. I'm telling you that iron is iron inside your cells. Imagine, what does it feel like if you have an iron shard in your finger, right? You got a splinter of iron. That hurts, right? Every one of your cells has a little iron shard in it when you have iron overload. Your tissue gets loaded with these iron shards, okay? I mean, I'm, 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 no, I'm not being serious, but iron and tissue don't play well together, whether it's a splinter in your finger or a, a, a molecule of iron in your cell. And we need iron for blood, absolutely. But it's a love-hate relationship, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm reading this research. I'm like, holy crap. It causes hypogonadism. Probably because it's trying to protect the body because testosterone increases the, the, the absorption and storage of iron. Yeah. Okay? So yeah. the body's probably going, we got to shut down everything that's making us have so much iron. So that we shut off, you know, we're sick. We may not need, we know it, but we start shutting down testosterone. Yeah, and that's a great way to open the show because, look, you know weightlifters, they like their red meat. <clears throat> you know, personally, I know tons of guys who eat red meat every day. So I guess the message here is, sure, you know, eat your red meat, but, hey, give blood every once in a while. And, and be mindful of your iron levels because they matter. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about training now. Yeah. Let's change it up a little bit, right? So uh, everybody likes to switch up their training. I do it instinctively. I continue to make gains. I am actually I've, – I've had some PRs in the gym for some of the movements that I've been focused on. And so I'm feeling like, you know, I need to switch it up and keep the challenge going. Is that stupid? Is switching up movements – Important or can it be hurting me? Well, it's it's more of a uh, you know how long have you been working on one particular movement and just as you know just as important are you still gaining? So the message here is sort of you know you need to stick with a particular movement for at least eight weeks to see if you can add small regular amounts right of weight to the bar. And if that's the case, then my God, keep doing it. Even if you might be a little mentally bored uh, on a big movement like a squat or you know a heavy compound press or pull, that's pure gold. The thing is, many people give up on excellent movements after just let's say four weeks, a month or so, when they could have milked them for ten or more weeks and gained a truckload of size and strength along with it. Now, a little sidebar on that. The smaller the amount of weight you can use or add to the bar, the longer you can progress. The bigger jumps you try to make, the faster you'll plateau. Now, switching up, I think it's necessary to also mention this, that switching up things in terms of your entire program too frequently is going to hurt you. And I mean hurt you really bad. Um, You know, let's say... Uh, you're on a Charles Daly's escalating density training. You know, my God, you properly with the proper frequency, you can train and gain eight, ten, twelve, sometimes sixteen weeks or more. So please don't be one of these people that's always program hopping. It's good to read, but sometimes it's bad to read too much because you start EDT and then you start reading about his next great program called Stack Ten. 
and pretty soon your mind's wandering, right? And next thing you know, you're on stack 10. Stick to one for at least eight weeks, um, and that'll tell you whether it's worthwhile. <clears throat> Adding new movements, however, can also be a really good thing, wherein they can correct weak links in your classical barbell lifts. So let's say you're working on your box squat. After a month or two of box squatting, your sticking point will no longer be out of the hole, right? You're going to be real strong out of the hole. Instead, your sticking point's going to be halfway up, which means heavy ab work and perhaps more speed work to get the barbell moving faster through the sticking point. Mm-hmm. Is with respect to the you know the heavy abs. That's going to help you grind through that sticking point um, and get the bar past it, and boom. Then you lock out. The next thing you know, you've hit your, you know, you've hit your lift. After working your abs hard and heavy for a few weeks, and I mean, you know, really not just putting them last every workout and three sets of ten or what have you. Work them hard and heavy. You will see exactly what I'm talking about. The, and the carryover... Um, to everything that you do, from body weight work to heavy squatting and deadlifting, will be readily apparent. So yeah, it's and it really does. When you think about it, how how people change so quickly, they think eight weeks is a long time. Yeah, and and, and it's not. You know, look at it in the context of a training lifetime. My God, eight weeks. <clears throat> some of the be- some of the most. Um, uh, the best programs that I've ever been on that have given me the most increases in size and strength. The first four weeks, not too much happened. The magic happened in between the six and twelve or sixteen week period, when my God, you know, all those little five pound increases every week. Now they start to add up. You know, five pound increases over a month. Well, that, that's twenty pounds right, gained at the end of the month, which is substantial. But when you start racking up 40, 60, 80, you know, that's a big deal. And there's a direct carryover into how not only how strong you are, but if the volume is appropriate, how big you're going to be, that the actual muscle growth. Uh, and that specifically in that instance, I'm talking about EDT. You won't see all kinds of magic in the first four weeks you'll see huge amounts of magic from the eight-week and, and on standpoint. Really is, uh, i got to give Charles <laughs> a tip of the hat. Whenever you, you've had him on and whenever he talks, I listen uh, because he has fantastic training information. And it, his programs have a very high success rate in the general training population. You can't say that about every strength coach. Charles, you can, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. I want to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, I'd like to uh, talk about something when we talk about testosterone dosing. We never talk about the rate of clearance. It's a really important discussion. We'll have some fun with it. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Blueprint Power Hour.
Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips. With 21 grams of high-quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one.com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in Can-See Eye Drops. I've been using Can-See for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is, I've been using Can-See Eye Drops for 11 years now, and I credit Can-See Eye Drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. Can-See Eye Drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse Cansee Eye Drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Cansee Eye Drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30 percent off your initial lab work and consultation go to renewliferx.com to schedule your no obligation phone consultation today feel younger get in better shape and be more productive at renewliferx.com new mass pro synthogen x2 just upped its own legendary game to distance itself even further from the rest of the pack synthogen x2 now has double the key active ingredients if you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like synthogen x2 delivers see why Others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. Don't hate us because we feel good. Welcome back. You know, Rob, I had a thought. I couldn't wait for the break to end. You know, we're talking about switching up movements and all that sort of stuff. I mean, the reality is the ultimate blueprint is designed uh, to keep people from hitting plateaus but not having them just switch up willy-nilly. I mean, it's designed to take people from point A to point Z 
uh, continuously, right? Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> friendly reminder to, to the listening audience, we're in the closing days of offering the ultimate blueprint uh, specifically to the SHR, uh, excuse me, SHR audience. Now, you know, a lot of people ask me, wait a minute, what's the ultimate blueprint? Well, not only do you get the best of my best prior works, you also get new, never-before-seen information in easily digested modules. So no stone is left unturned, and you will start gaining pronto for the very reason that you just mentioned, okay? Um, as an example, right, I took a woman's 315 box squat recently to 505 in less than five months with that info, with with one one-hundredth of what you get in the Ultimate Blueprint. And that's not an exaggeration. There are over 100 modules. 315 to 505 in five months, it's doubtful steroids could do that. And for damn sure, no supplement is going to do it. So collectively, this lifetime of training wisdom that I put together is worth about $2,500. But I'm letting it go for a one-time price of a tenth of that tenth of it, and I'm throwing in a full year of the Blueprint Bulletin for free, <laughs> totally free. Folks, this is the absolute no-brainer of the year. You know, if that offer doesn't appeal to you, uh, i got a question if you're serious about what you're doing. So go to CoachRobRegish.com forward slash SHRUltimate for more information the kind that can take your lifts from 315 to 505 in less than five months. Yep, and, and it's, like I said, it is, that is literally those loading patterns that will do that, give you increases like that, are one one-hundredth of what you will learn. And that's before the free blueprint bulletin arrives in your inbox every month. It's just, it's cool the best stuff. deal by far, I've ever offered. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So I want, I want to talk about, I want to, I want to talk about something real quick because it's it really, I read an obscure study over a decade ago that showed, um, 250 milligrams of testosterone cypionate a week in young and old men. The old men were all over 60 years old. I remember this. And the young guys were, you know, um, Probably in their 30s, I would imagine. I don't remember. And I'm trying to think what they did. So they, what they did was they took baseline testosterone levels from all the subjects. And then they put them on testosterone cypionate for four weeks. I'm, I'm remembering this. Uh, to get everybody to the same point blood-wise because that would shut down the young guys from producing their own testosterone as well as the older men. And then they followed them for another... 12 weeks and they took lab work and what they found out was that the older men ended up with a much higher elevation in blood testosterone levels given the same dosing as the young men and the summary of the study was that they assumed that um, they didn't say evolution, but it makes this makes sense from an evolutionary perspective, and I believe this all along up until this minute, that as you age, you 
tend to clear less testosterone, and that is kind of a remedy for the natural decline of testosterone as men get older. Evolution said, well, we're not making as much, so let's keep more. So the liver would excrete less and less daily testosterone, so you'd end up still with adequate testosterone levels, even though the boys couldn't work as hard as they used to when they, when you were young. And I, and I thought this is, I thought this made a lot of sense. It was like, ah, oh, it makes perfect sense. That's really great. You know, this is like evolutionary science playing out in front of us. I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah. Well, you know what? It takes a lot of guts to admit that. Well, and so here's why, because I did, we did a show where I talk about my blood work and I'm only taking, I'm, I was only taking 50 milligrams of testosterone a day with this preparation that I'm using. And theoretically that's 350 milligrams a week. And, uh, it definitely is releasing faster than Cipionate or anything like that, but there's no way that it would give me a 3,100 nanogram, uh, reading of testosterone. No way. And so the, I, I got challenged. Some people, I, I got, a te, I got a e, couple, two emails and I got one person on Facebook Messenger said, the test has to be wrong. There's no way 350 milligrams a week is going to produce a 3100 test score. And now I understand why. My DHEA is high. My, my, uh, um, DHT levels are high. Uh, my estradiol levels aren't terribly high, but they're higher than what I would expect given the dose that I'm taking. Right. Well, my liver isn't clearing androgens the way it should because of the – my, my liver is actually slightly enlarged. And that's common in iron overload because it causes terrible hepatic inflammation. It causes your liver to become inflamed. In fact, I've quadrupled my intake of Live On Lab's glutathione right yep. now uh, to help my liver. And I'm eating uh, probably four grapefruits a week. There's a good study out there that shows that eating grapefruits can actually mitigate the uh, oxidative stress and inflammatory damage to the liver produced by iron. Yeah, the, the relationship, grapefruit, liver, and a lot of meds is, is well established. So I don't doubt that at all. Question for you, though. Uh, this 50 milligrams a day? Yeah. Is that intramuscular or sub-Q? No, sub-Q. Sub-Q. And I think that's where maybe some of the confusion comes in. <clears throat> when you tell someone, look, I've been using 300 milligrams of test a week, and I'm seeing total test over 3,000, nine times out of ten, I have to believe those people think you're shooting 300 milligrams intramuscularly once a week. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. It's 50 milligrams a day sub-Q. But even at that, even at that, I mean, I wouldn't expect to see that high. And the fact that I wouldn't expect to see that high of of testosterone levels. Yeah. Because because this is not it, this is not a testosterone suspension. It's not just testosterone and saline, and it's hitting me all at once in one day. It has a tail. This this preparation. Yeah, that's uh, that's really food for thought. I think anybody on HRT or anybody using testosterone, think about it. You're using a much lower total amount, and you're getting much higher total test levels. And I have to assume your free test is also high. That, well, that was my, my free test was, my total test was 700 and something. Yeah. 
okay. Yeah, my total, my free test, my my free test, my total test was thirty one hundred. My free test was seven hundred and something. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, listen, free test is the number that matters. Everybody wants to know their total testosterone. But when you hear somebody's getting numbers like that and using a very small amount of test, understand it's probably not like most people are doing it once a week intramuscular. No, 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 no. But but also it, you, you need to understand the real message in this isn't that you should just start donating blood willy-nilly, but you should absolutely add to your blood work. Get a pencil and write this down. Whenever you get blood work done, have them test ferritin and... TIBC, which is total tissue uh, iron levels that they can tell from the blood. Right. Okay. Are there any other foods other than red meat that will affect that number? Well, affect that number, yes. Affect iron, there's two different questions there. Like, Like if you take a lot of vitamin C, ferritin goes up, but iron doesn't necessarily go up. Yep. And see, the problem with just looking at ferritin is exactly that. The body can produce ferritin, which is a carrier protein, it, but it doesn't need iron to produce it. Right. The assumption is if you have this much ferritin, then there's a lot of iron in your blood, and that's true too, but it also cannot, it can be something different entirely. That's why they have to test TIBC, which is their acronym for uh, actual iron, direct iron. It's called direct iron. And, and, and that's what tells you how much iron you have not just how much ferritin. And people need to start paying attention to that. That's it. That's the last I'm going to say about it because it, it affects the thyroid. It affects the, it affects the brain. It affects mitochondria. It affects everything. Keeping your iron levels under control probably uh, will increase your lifespan, I predict. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's great info. Thanks for sharing that. There you go. Uh, real quick, let's just move on to diagnosing... The bench press. Lots yep. of people like to bench, and you want to talk about that. Yeah, right. So everybody and their brother loves to bench press. And, you know, amongst the younger crowd, what do you bench? What do you bench? It's often used as a measure of how truly strong you are. Um, it, you know, listen, it's not a bad movement per se, but it will cause shoulder issues if if you bench too heavy for too long, for too many years in the wrong way. But oh, having said that, most people want a higher bench press. They just have a sticking point. And <clears throat> so the crux of this is diagnosing where you're weak, what the sticking point is, and then what movement or movements will help in that regard. So um, if you have a sticking point, you can't lock the bar out. Number one, you should understand and know where the bar should be at lockout. The easiest way to do that is to grab an empty bar and set up on a freestanding bench. Hold the bar at arm's length, okay, above your chest, let's say, and slowly move the bar in an arc from a point behind your head to a point over your stomach. And keep, you know, going up and down through that range of motion until you reach a point where the bar feels almost weightless. It is there, that exact point where the bar should be at lockout. And nine times out of ten when guys do this, <laughs> the bar ends up in a position that is not where their current lockout is. So 
Having said that, what else can you do to help a lockout? <clears throat> it's very simple. The best that I've seen is three close grip, three or four board presses, um, and extra tricep work. You might, however, have a sticking point at the bottom. And in that case, you would want to work wide grip bench presses and extra tricep work. Now, one caveat, when I say wide grip, a lot of guys go way too wide. All I'm talking about with respect to a wide bench press and all that's needed is to go one hand length out from your normal bench grip. Um, With respect to floor presses, they are the equivalent of, let's say, a box squat for the squat. You are bringing it down to a point where your elbows touch the ground, you are pausing briefly, and then pressing the bar to lock out. Why is that important? Same principle as the box squat. If you can move a really heavy weight from a dead stop, then you'll be able to power through that midpoint on your bench press. You may also benefit from extra speed work. So once a week, eight to ten sets of three repetitions on the bench with about 30 to 45 seconds between um, sets. What is that going to do? Again, you're going to move the bar as fast as humanly possible. That builds bar speed. And remember, force equals mass times acceleration. Everybody's working on adding more weight to the bar. The problem is, as the weights get heavier, the bar gets slower. Nobody's working on reps on uh, speed, you know, speed with the barbell. Be smart, work both mass and acceleration for greater force. And finally, um, folks, you know, the bottom of the bench press, I just talked about wide grip presses and what the grip there should be, and extra tricep work. So if you've been listening to all three sticking points, top, bottom, and middle, You'll note that after each, I recommended extra tricep work. The triceps, not the chest, not the shoulders, is the most important muscle group in bench pressing. It's a small muscle group, um, but the opportunities to increase its strength and size are greater than the other muscle groups in the bench press. They also recover faster, right? They're a smaller muscle group. They will recover faster um, than the pecs, than the shoulders, uh, and consequently, you can train it more frequently. So there's your diagnostic tools on the bench, and those are the movements to get it up. Oh, whoa, what did I miss to get (laughs) it up? All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Ashley Grace, co-founder of H-Hemp Company. Hemp CBD improved my life so much that I started H-Hemp Company to help others naturally feel better. You don't have to have had a severe brain injury like me to benefit from H-Hemp Company products. If you're struggling to feel better, calm your brain, or better deal with daily stress and want to do so naturally, please try H-Hemp Company products. Search H-Hemp Company and use code SHR for 20% off and free shipping. That's H-Hemp Company in code SHR. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. 
No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. Now, the number one best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com. Progenidrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenidrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out on the gym with little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenidrex, the world's absolute best drug-free muscle gainer. Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips with 21 grams of high-quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be. For the past four months, I've been keeping a secret. Every night at bedtime, I tape my mouth shut with Somnifix strips. That's right, and here's why. Whether you snore or not, at some point in the night, almost all of us start breathing through our mouth. Since I've started using Somnifix strips, I've noticed that I sleep deeper and have seen improved Improvements in my health, fitness, and cognitive function. That's because nose breathing activates the parasympathetic nervous system and improves nitric oxide production. And that leads to improved sleep, immunity, carbon dioxide, oxygen exchange, and much more. Oh, and if you do snore, it'll help you stop snoring. Try Somnifix risk-free. Go to somnifix.com forward slash SHR. Get a free trial pack of Somnifix strips today. This is the Superhuman Channel, where we use oxygen for the power of good. So I saw a funny um, ad the other day. I think it was on Instagram. And it said, learn what to do in your 50s to build muscle. (laughs) And I thought to myself, That's just dumb. You do the same things that you did in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s. Maybe you just do it a little smarter. But, like, there's no – you know, the the idea that that men can't build muscle once they're a certain age is the silliest notion in the world. And the population thinks that the the opportunity to, to, to transform their bodies is missed because they're 50 years old. Think about that. Yeah, I know. Well, imagine if you thought that, right? Yeah. I mean, hell, when I turned, I was 39 years old when I discovered, uh uh-oh, I'm going to have to start lifting weights. It's it's really the most, and I'm not just saying this, yours is the most remarkable story I have ever heard 
of a guy who around about at age 40 had this revelation and then um, what you've been able to accomplish in this period of time with with you know correct me if I'm wrong but you weren't into going to the gym a couple days a week you know up until age 40 right uh, I I wasn't training at all uh, up through age 40. I was running a business. I was raising children. I was like everybody else out there just trying to stay one step ahead yeah. of the day's tasks. That's it. That's all I yeah, did. and it's, like I said, it's remarkable because usually when somebody's in their 40s, 50s, or even older, it's very difficult to build good lifestyle habits. You know, you and I are accustomed to going to the gym at least several days a week than putting in a good, solid effort. I know some people that were recently diagnosed with uh, diabetes, which was getting dramatically worse, and now it's time to put up or shut up. You either take your doctor's advice seriously about training and diet, or you're going to die. And still, there is a reluctance to get up and walk on a treadmill even though it's in this person's home, it's, it's it's not it's not a reluctance. It's not a reluctance. It is a disdain. Yeah, it's a hatred of it. It's you, you know when you talk to people, I see them all the time in the gym. We're about to see a bumper crop of them come January. Yeah, yep. These are people who have complete disdain and disgust for having to do that. That I have to even do this. I can't believe I have to do this. You know what? This we don't have a plague to take eight million people. We have a slow erosion of the herd today through chronic disease. That's what we have. Yeah, and it brings up the it brings up another good point. What you know, what you do in your teens, twenties, and thirties, and and even of course the decades after that, <clears throat> but crucially in those years, what are the things that are going to give you the body you want for life? Well, number one as I've told every young adult male that'll listen, between the ages of 15 and 25, don't worry about seeing your abs. Build as much muscle, size, and power, and eat your lungs out to try to put as much muscle on as you can. Because during those ages, it's possible to put on 10, 15, 20 pounds a year okay, of, of muscle or mostly muscle, that's not happening in your 40s, okay, or your 50s, or certainly it gets worse as the years go by. I didn't say it was impossible. It just, it's exceedingly difficult. Now, the 30s, I also tell people, everyone that'll listen this, what you do in your 30s is crucial to how you're going to look, feel, and perform pretty much for the rest of your life, and here's why. Being in shape in your teens and 20s, it's really not that difficult, right? You don't have a lot of demands on your time. Uh, you can go to the gym. You have a lot of energy. You feel good. If you get hurt, you heal quickly, etc., etc. Once you're out of those years, in your 30s is when it's really crunch time. Because if you're good about continuing to go to the gym and trying to get a little bit stronger and a little bit stronger, then around age 40, 
when some bad things start happening to people. Um, it's a relatively easy course correction. You're in the habit of going to the gym. You're in the habit of eating, shopping, preparing, and eating healthy food. The person that goes for a decade, that, that particular decade, the 30s, without going to the gym, without eating well, without educating themselves, when they wake up at age 40 or 45 and they're 20, 30, or 50 pounds overweight, it is exceedingly difficult for them to just change their lifestyle totally and get going to the gym. And guess what the body remembers in terms of body weight and body composition now that it's been that way for a solid 10 years? It's going to remember you. Normal to, to the body is going to be 20, 30, or 50 pounds overweight. And getting it to change is more difficult. So in summary... In your teens and 20s, do as much as you can to put on as much muscle as you can. In your 30s, continue with that, maybe not with the heavy eating still, but strive to get stronger and be consistent in your gym visits. And then that way, from 40 on up, it takes a modicum of training to maintain the muscle that you built when you were younger. And, and, yes, you can get stronger. No, I'm not going to tell you you can gain 20 pounds of muscle in a year. But that's why you do it, as I suggest. Age 40 and up, you're going to have less time and energy. I didn't say no time and energy, but less time and energy. But fortunately for you, if you did all of the right things earlier, you're going to have a, a killer body, and it's not going to be hard to maintain it. So... I know you did things a little differently, Carl, um, but that's honestly how I see it for people that are in the iron game. The 30s are crucial. I, I So I was motivated to save my own life. So the impetus is a little different, and the effort put forth was different. Yeah. You know, uh, I felt that I had an opportunity to save my own life. I didn't want to die. And, and look, it, it led to the demise of my marriage. Yes, but... You're alive. No, I know. Oh, no, no. I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. But I had to become so militant about saving my own life that uh, I couldn't care what other people thought about what time I went to sleep or the fact that, you know, my ex-wife used to complain that I went to sleep too early. She used to complain that. Uh, and in and, and her defense, you know, we were raising children and – but I wanted things to change. I wanted the kids to go to sleep earlier because I wanted to go to sleep earlier. And I couldn't get – you know, I feel like if she would have if she would have gone along with that, if everybody would have embraced this new journey, it would have been cool. Right. But because they didn't, I wasn't going to cave in because it meant I was going to die sooner. Yep. So, you know, I had my, my earplugs in and I had my eye covers on and I went to sleep at 9 o'clock. And, you know, the kids were staying up for another hour. It was a school night and – you know, they were old enough to put themselves to sleep, so it was okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 it really. You have to be militant if you if you want to make those kind of gains in fifty, you can do it. But it's got to be you've got to say this is the most important thing to me. Right, there will be sacrifices. Yes, big sacrifices. And that's the thing that you have when you're young, right? You got an apartment, you live by yourself, 
you, you, you don't, your life isn't already laid out where you've got all these things and people and plates in the air. Right. You, you know, I remember when I was young, you know, just having enough money to put gas in my motorcycle was all I needed to worry about. Yes. Right. Exactly. You weren't, you weren't, uh, you know, working 60 hours a week. Right. So right. Career. You didn't have a mortgage or, or a family. Family obligations. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. So that's what I see that youth has is time to yeah. time to, you know, wake up and be selfish and, and eat your meals and go to sleep on time and train, maybe go to the gym twice. You know, if I had the time, I'd go to the gym twice a day. Absolutely. Yep. yep. It feels so good. Why wouldn't I? You, you know, training in your youth is a lot like investing. The younger you start, the better off. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's the God's honest truth. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Let's take a last commercial break. When we come back, let's talk about our favorite old school supplements. And if we have, uh, we'll talk about, and we also want to talk about your uh, heart rhythm issue that you revealed on the show just a little yeah, while ago. And I think you and I, I, I think I'm going to help you connect some dots and you're going to change things. How do you like that? I hope so. Thank you. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Ashley Grace, co-founder of HM Company. Hemp CBD improved my life so much that I started HMP Company to help others naturally feel better. You don't have to have had a severe brain injury like me to benefit from HMP Company products. If you're struggling to feel better, calm your brain, or better deal with daily stress and want to do so naturally, please try HMP Company products. Search HMP Company and use code SHR for 20% off and free shipping. That's HMP Company and code SHR. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You too can benefit from Live On Labs lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at LiveOnLabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right, six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. 
Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. Be dessert again with the new 100% natural line of high-protein, low-carb Quest protein bars. I love lemon cream pie and strawberry cheesecake, but you can choose from chocolate peanut butter, coconut cashew, or cinnamon roll as well. No matter which one you try, you'll feel like you're eating dessert. But this is no ordinary dessert. With 20 grams of high-quality whey protein isolate, 17 grams of prebiotic fiber, and sweetened with stevia, these bars will make you feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars. This is the Superhuman Channel, where brawn and brains finally meet. Welcome back. It's the holidays, and everybody wants gifts. And what better gift is there than to give somebody the gift of more muscle? And that could be supplements. And people want to know what our favorite old school supplements are. I think people are going to be surprised by mine. What are yours? So I'll leave with my top three. Number one on the list has to be liver tabs or desiccated liver. Yeah, you're right about that, man. I got to get some more. I just talk, I just had a, a nice email exchange. I forget his name. My apologies on this. But he's one of my subscribers, and he says, Hey, I use uh, liver tabs, creatine, and something else. I said, okay, what do you get out of those? And he said, the creatine, I, I don't get much out of. The third one, I, I, I sort of get a lot out of. But boy, do those liver tabs work for me. Yeah. And specifically, he was talking about the stamina I have in the gym is unreal. And you know what? That squares up perfectly. With the studies the U.S. Army, not a supplement company, did in the 1950s on liver tabs with rats, right? The swim test. You swim till you're exhausted. Well, the rats that didn't get it exhausted themselves and drowned pretty quickly. <laughs> the rats that did get it, they had to stop the experiment at like the three-hour mark or something because they were still swimming. Right. You know, and the ones that didn't get the stuff gassed out at, like, 15 minutes, something absurd. Right. So that, that would be number one on my list. Number two would be uh, lecithin granules, lecithin, lecithin, however you say it. Uh, Arnold talked about these in the education uh, of a bodybuilder. And if you've never used them, if you work up to two tablespoons a day, you're going to notice some nice benefits. And those benefits include much fuller muscles, uh, a, a definite uptick in strength at the gym. Nothing dramatic, but it's there. There's no question about it. Uh, and your blood work looks great. You know, um, in addition, it helps bring down cortisol levels naturally because one of the phospholipids in it is phospholipidylserine. And we all know what the research says on that. So, it's an excellent source of that and a, just a ton of other stuff. And it's cheap as dirt. You can get a canister of fern lecithin granules, uh, month supply for like six or seven bucks. 
right? It's hard to go wrong. And then finally, I saved the best one for last. <laughs> Boy, do I miss transdermal for androstene diol. <laughs> for diol, for those unfamiliar, was one enzymatic step away from conversion to testosterone. But more importantly, for diol, I believe, was active even without conversion. It's naturally present in your body, just like testosterone, and it does all the same things. When I was on 4AD, I was happy. I had energy. I felt great. I mean, I really did. And in retrospect, it makes all the sense in the world because I didn't come up on 4AD until I was age 36, 37. Um, so there I am, right? My natural hormone levels are sagging. Along comes 4-dial, and there was no surprise. I felt on top of the world. So those are the three that I miss the most. And Boy, do I wish I could still get 4-dial. Yeah, I remember it too. I liked it. I liked it. What are your? Uh, did you use the transdermal, or did you use something else? No, I used oral on those. I was using transdermal with uh, some... Anabolics, uh, but not. Oh no, that's not true. I did make a transdermal um, androtrione. What's the one? Uh, the the the, the uh, six, six oxo. yeah yeah six oxo yeah. yeah yeah. And you were using what Flojo, right? Not yep. yep 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 yep. Yeah, I remember Flojo. that. I remember you on the boards. You were like Mister Flojo. I was the guy for compounding uh, transdermals. Uh, whatever you wanted, trenbolone, whatever you wanted. Yes, they were the good old days. I don't. I don't really have a favorite supplement stack. I'm thinking about what I take daily. I absolutely would not go without melatonin. Really? Yeah. That. That. Well, you know what? Based on what it does, I can't blame you. I mean, since I've been tracking my sleep, melatonin has a profound effect on my ability to get into REM sleep later in the night uh, and deep sleep. Early in the night, you know. Yeah, yeah. How much are you using? Uh, I I actually don't use the same amount day in and day out. Huh. And I think that's why it works so well for me. Yeah. Um, but I my my go to dose is six milligrams. My go to dose is six milligrams. Um, but I'll do as much as thirty milligrams some nights. Right. Right. And I take it very early, much earlier. I take it for at least an hour to 45 minutes before bedtime when I do the higher dose. Do you wake up later? And can no, get I wish I could say I did. I, I, I don't sleep past like 5.30 in the morning as a rule. Wow. I just don't. But you, but you get really good deep REM sleep on it? Since I've been tracking? Yep. Yes. I get uh, when when I get a good night's sleep, I get an hour and forty, hour fifty, sometimes two hours of REM. Yep. I get an equal amount of deep sleep as well. That's good. That's so the deep sleep is repairing the body, and the REM sleep is repairing the brain. And so generally, most people have far less REM sleep early in the night because right. the body focuses on fixing itself. Yeah, and then the energy is left over for the brain to do its thing. And a lot of that REM sleep is memory consolidation. Huh. 
the memories of today are stored. Right. You know, the files you took out today are put back away. That's a really good way of thinking about it. Deep sleep repairs the body. REM sleep repairs the brain. I, I can't take credit for that observation. That's actually Ron Penna's observation. Um, but it, but it is. That's exactly what happens. I mean, he's read a lot about it. And yeah. so. Yeah, because I was bizarre. it was bizarre when I first started tracking my sleep. I was like, "Why does my REM sleep only happen after two a.m. in the morning? Is that am I messed up?" And then I found out no, that most people have less REM. They may have one occurrence of REM before two a.m., but right. that's when they get all their deep sleep, and that's physically reparative. Okay. Then the REM sleep is more disk management. <laughs> <laughs> it's defragging your hard drive and putting stuff away. And that's why people who have REM sleep disorder, like people who sleep with – they take benzos to sleep. They develop memory problems. You and I have talked about this so many times. Well, that's because if you take benzos for sleep, you don't get any REM. So the, the fra- so everything's always out on the desk. It's scattered. Nothing is put away and filed like it was supposed to be. Instant amnesia. Yeah. I mean, those things are – how they can ethically and legally sell those is just beyond me. Uh, their own studies, the rat studies that they did, yeah. it was Alzheimer's and a pill. It, and, yeah. and that was clear from the get-go. It's not like they discovered this later in testing or they discovered it after you know it got on the market and people started having memory problems. Come on. Well, al- alcohol shortens REM sleep, I've noticed. If I drink alcohol late in the evening yeah, uh, and I go to sleep, uh, I notice less REM. Yep. Like le- lot, a lot less. Like maybe instead of an uh, hour and 50 minutes, maybe just uh, 45 minutes or you know 30 minutes of REM. Yeah. And that's where that memory, you know, wow, I can't remember what I did last night, you know, when you get really drunk. Right. <laughs> Well, benzos are—it's so bad. I couldn't remember where I parked my. Oh, car. I know. Benzos are horrible. They—they—they—they. They, 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 You—you just go into deep sleep all night long. There's no REM. Oh, god. And that's why when people come off of benzos for sleep, they have such a hard time because they have—they have scary dreams. They have vivid dreams. Uh, they—they they wake up in the middle of the night with panic attacks. They can't sleep. It's because. They, the REM, they're not used to REM sleep anymore. The body just freaks out at it. Right. They, right. they, that's what REM sleep disorder precipitates. They, these people can't sleep at all then. Terrible. Sad. Listen, real quick, let's talk about, um, the heart for a second. Yeah, sure. So you, you, you also have an AFib and you're thinking that it has something to do with breathing and breathing absolutely plays a role in, um, heart rate speeding up and slowing down. Well, I see, I don't know if arrhythmia is the correct term. So so what I've noticed is this. Like last week, I would have like a little flutter. It would just flutter. Was it a flutter or was it a kaboosh? Like, did it, like was there a long pause and then boosh? Or was it literally a little flutter? Like you felt like a little, what was that? Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Right. So it didn't speed up and stay that way. It didn't like stop and then whoosh. It was just this little flutter. And so, you know, when this comes up out of nowhere, I'm obviously right, it's concerning. Well, it lasted two days. After that, it seemed to resolve. How frequently did it happen for those two days? You know, that's a great question. I tried timing it. I say, But, what? I mean, did it happen? So it didn't go on continuously, but it happened maybe 20 times in a day? 
Yes, exactly. And and I was trying to figure out what the hell it was. And at the opening, at the show opening, you mentioned how breathing can affect heart rate. Well, for whatever reason, I've developed this odd breathing pattern. And people have mentioned it to me. Like I went to see my mother the other day, who I don't see all that often, but she said, is there something you're not telling me? I said, what are you talking about? She said, your health. I said, why do you ask? She said, you're breathing funny. What and what did you ask her to describe how you were breathing? Um, I I have a let's see. Are you breathing shallow all of a sudden? No, I'll take a breath in, and then instead of like one slow exhale, it'll be a series of exhale stop, exhale stop, and you don't notice it, right? So it sounds to me like you you're that's like to me that sounds like tension. Could be. Could be. I'm working really hard. You know, my jujitsu instructor noticed it too. He said, "You need to work on your breathing." I said, "What are you talking about?" He said, "You're not breathing." He says, "You need to breathe in." You're holding your breath. Yeah. But you're yeah. holding your breath and then letting some out and then holding it for a little while longer and letting some more out. That's what it sounds yeah. like you're doing. Yes. So. So it sounds like you're a very you're under a lot of stress. People hold their breath. Uh, that could be one reason. I wonder. Do you ever feel faint? Never. So, and, and the flutter is gone. So that could have been some transient thing because of electrolyte imbalances. We don't know what that is at this point. Right. Well, whatever it is, you know, I'm glad it's gone. But what you said about breathing really made all the sense in the world to me. Yeah, your breathing affects your heart rate and vice versa. So yeah. let me ask you a dumb question. Yeah. When you look at your fingernails, um, do you know what fingernail clubbing is? No, I do not. If your fingernails start to get round, like where they come out of the finger and then they kind of bulge up a little bit and then they swope that down instead of being flat. Oh, no, I don't have that. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. I'm just, just asking some random questions. That's all looking at, you know, so, um, you should get one of those, uh, pulse oxygen testers and make sure your oxygen levels are staying high. Make sure that you're not holding your breath in response to trying to manage oxygen. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good but point. it sounds to me like you're very stressed out. That's what it sounds like to me. I don't know. I don't feel, I don't think I am, but maybe you're right. Who knows? Well, I can tell you this, that one of the hallmarks, uh, God, there's so many hallmarks of iron overload, but one of the hallmarks of iron overload is that uh, heart rhythm changes, and I predict we're going to find out that a lot of the AFib in the population, you know, everybody's got AFib today. Right. I, I'm starting to wonder if it doesn't have a role, uh, play, if iron overload isn't playing a role. Yeah, it's quite possible. Because I can track back to when my heart uh, beat changed, and I had already been eating a pound of red meat a day for three years. Right. And then it got worse, and I was upping my meat intake. So yeah. and I'm not saying that you should look, but I think everybody that's listening should absolutely get ferritin and TIBC, direct iron test, and try to keep it in a manageable range where you don't become anemic, right? but you're not carrying around more iron than you need. Yeah. So um, I have an interesting anecdote Okay. Uh, about my 30-year high school reunion. You want to do that now? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So... You know, there were, uh, as listeners know, there was a time in my life when 
I went through a very, very difficult time. I lost my job. I got divorced. I almost died from rhabdo. And there were things beyond that that I'm, I, I can't talk about on there that I'm, I'm honestly surprised I wasn't put in an institution, okay? But suffice it to say, I thought my life was over. I really did. And what I didn't know, and this is for everyone out there with depression or anxiety, what I didn't know is that if you just hang in there, things will get better, and in some cases, dramatically better. So this past Saturday, I had a 30-year high school reunion. And I have to tell you, I brought my wife with me. I walked into and out of that feeling like I was the luckiest guy in the world. <laughs> After you got to see all these people? Yes. And, and here, here's a good example. Um, so in one room, we ate dinner. And after dinner, they had a live band playing. As soon as dinner, and this band was good. As soon as dinner was over, though, 95% of those people, and they were mostly men who didn't bring their wives <laughs> for a reason, 95% of those people went straight to the bar and stayed there. Almost nobody stayed, you know, to listen to the live band or just talk to each other. What does that say about people and and why they go to these things? They're going to drink, and some of them drink heavily, to feel better or forget about their problems. And i got to tell you, I have no desire to drink. I really don't. I don't think it's the end of the world if you do drink responsibly. But a lot of people have problems with alcohol. The, the gist of this conversation, though, and the message to anybody with depression that's hurting right now, it, I know it feels like your life is over and everything's screwed up and nothing will ever get better. I promise you, I promise you, better days are coming. And there are days coming where you will feel, just like me, the luckiest guy in the world. And in fact, Carl, you were one of the people that told me, I want you to imagine yourself in five years in a million-dollar house, in the, you know, the nicest part of town, with a wonderful woman and enough money and yada yada. And... I didn't believe a word of what you were saying. Huh? It's hard to believe when you're in that hole. I was there. I know. God, it's terrible. It's terrible. But as I told a good friend who was hurting that called me yesterday, hang in there. Yeah. Hang in there for one more day and keep hanging in there. Because although it will feel like nothing ever good is going to happen, it is, trust me. And usually, it's there's a special person waiting for you that is going to be shaped, just like you are, by all these life experiences to appreciate you even more. And you will appreciate her 
even more than had you not gone through all that crap. So, you know, I've been there. I know what it's like to be depressed. I know what it's like to have anxiety. I know what it's like to feel like your life's over. It's not. That's not the truth. That's not real. Hang in there for one more day. And you know what? If you're really hurting, call me. 860-753-0373. I will talk to anybody, anybody who's hurting like that, because I'm the guy that didn't believe it, yet I sit here today feeling like I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. I think that's it for today's show. I think we got. I don't think we can outdo that. I think that's that's the close of the show right there. Yeah, man, it's it's really something to look back and think about. But you were one of those people, and I thank you for giving me that. Of that course, one. all I did was pass on to you what somebody passed on to me when I was going through all that crap with my divorce, and right, you know, somebody told me the same thing. My friend Alfasano said, "Dude, just wait." Because just wait five years, you're going to look back at this and you realize that this is the greatest thing that could ever happen to you, and it was the truth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> my sister used to have a saying when I was going through my divorce. My sister used to say to me, "Just wait for the end of the movie. Wait for the end of the movie." Yeah. Like in other words, you're in the middle of this movie right now, but there's, when the end comes, it's going to be good. Just she'd say to me, "Just wait for the end of the movie." All right, look, that's it for today. Thank you very much. CoachRobRegish.com is the place to go if you want to get stronger uh, and want to interact with a decent human being who's all about making you stronger. And that's it for today's show. Hope you got something good out of it. We'll see you tomorrow with more Superhuman Radio. Thank you for listening. 